0: to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia.
1: We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, <laughs> we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello, Talia. Episode 76. Yes. Yes where is where are my socks I need (laughs) my socks I couldn't find any of my tops this morning either it was ridiculous I just got to put them away in the right place but I don't know where they go anymore I can't
0: find them it's it's exhausting I feel so confused I feel drained you know it's just it's really hard when you don't know how to repack your baggage
1: Especially when all all the clothes are dirty.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's my socks are stinky. It. Oh yeah, time to wash that dirty laundry.
1: Wash it out. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so amused by this analogy. It's giving me giggles. But yes, episode seventy six, repack your baggage. Of course, we're talking relational baggage, yes. uh, but so important and uh, I think really relevant to like every stage of a relationship, whether you're starting a, a new relationship and you're thinking about how your past experiences are influencing your new relationship or, you know, you've been married 10, 20 years and you can still, things can happen <laughs> and all this like past BS can get brought up uh, between you and your partner. So yeah. that's what we're talking about today about how to ditch that baggage, all that old BS when you're in you know, and, and a great relationship and your partner is a really healthy, awesome human.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: sometimes our, our, our old shit can get in the way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I, it stems from kind of a, a pseudo offshoot of a listener question that I received on Instagram mm-hmm. of, you know, why, if I'm in a healthy or good relationship, however they labeled it, do I, like, how do I navigate if I'm still having those traumatic responses or some part of me is like unable to see that it's a good relationship in certain moments because my old shit is being brought in, or I'm not seeing my partner, I'm paraphrasing this part, I'm not seeing my partner for who they are, my body or my brain is having kind of this parallel experience or this near experience to a previous trauma a previous argument a previous disconnect with somebody else but i it's like there's this filter that's gone over me and that's who i am interacting with or seeing my partner as so how do we like unpack (laughs) how do we detach that piece of baggage that is truly ours and bring it to our partner if there's anything that they could do right like hey when you said that thing earlier in this way my brain got all discombobulated. And it took me back to another time. Somebody said it like that, this tone looks so much better with me to understand it. Could we try that next time? Right? Like that's part of what we'll talk about today too. If you're the receiver of this or the giver of this, how can you help yourself or your partner navigate through these? Cause this is something that's going to come up a lot more. I think, especially post pandemic when people are dating, Mm -hmm. that was a large scale event. Every single person went through in their own way. Mm -hmm. Who knows what the long-term longitudinal effects of this are going to be on everyone and namely for our concern in a romantic relationship this has been a tumultuous time ups and downs the last couple years we might have some responses or like we talked about even earlier from previous relationships from childhood stuff's going to come up <laughs> no matter how long you've been with your partner whether it's a little or a long time you were still a person before you met them and you have your own life. And some of that is baggage and it's the responsible thing to do to check it at the gate and only Mm -hmm. bring one carry-on.
1: Only (laughs) one carry-on.
0: And And there's a weight limit. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a weight (laughs) limit.
1: (laughs) I think also like the first thing, just inherently having this discussion, as we always say, is just being insightful to realize that you might be carrying, you know, an extra baggage or something's a little heavy because I see in my office, sometimes people come in and they're, oh, that they are aware that, ah, this was actually, it came from my, my past relationship or maybe from my upbringing or something. But other times it, with some couples, a partners like, it's not even aware. They actually come in going, why the hell are we at each other's throat? It's like, when we're not in the fight, we know it's it's stupid. It makes no sense to us, but something happens. And then we just get at it. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes this can be this little bit lack of awareness and not because it's like obvious, it is hard to kind of notice. There can be a lack of awareness like, oh, this had nothing to do with us and our relationship. We actually love each other, we're safe, we're good. It is, this is touching maybe this old, really painful experience. Or I learned from this, like my ex back in the day that this was a thing that's actually not true with my current partner. Correct. So, just as always, first thing, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it besides just acknowledging that's why we're talking about today. Is first tip and trick, I guess, would be be curious. If you're getting into some of these like disconnects and these arguments, or a really distressing feeling comes up and with your partner who's like, wait a second, I know my partner's awesome. Why is this happening? Yes. Maybe get curious with yourself and go, huh, that it's- may have nothing to do with that human that I love. This could be everything to do with something else from my previous relationships.
0: Yeah. Ownership is a key awareness, Mm -hmm. genuine, curious filter and awareness. Oh my gosh, this could be coming for me. And I, I I've had personal experience with this pattern, um, (laughs) almost literally to the day, like not even kidding. There'd be some things where I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the day, the timestamp and I journal. So that's my other piece of advice for people. Not that you have to do this like you know, long form journal entry every day, but it is really trippy when you start doing some of your own narrative work and have your own like self-authoring experience, write it down, right? Mm. Even if you wrote like three things you felt that day, anything of note, right? Oh, how to fight with my partner, blah, blah, blah. I've picked up my journal from like two years ago and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like two years to the day, anniversary Uh reaction. Again, the body keeps the score. Uh If you know what times of year potentially you're going to have some Uh anniversary reactions, right? Let's say I broke up, I broke up with somebody at some point in my life in August. Uh So for a few years after that, August was a really tough time because my body was so prepped for what had previously happened. Sometimes it started to pick a fight. (laughs) with whoever I was with that current mm. August. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you're so right. Like, this has nothing to do with you. This is <laughs> previous person, my this bad. Do
1: with fucking yeah. August. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? He was awful though. It's, uh, it's yeah. You being aware of your own stuff and you making note of that is really helpful and can be a benefit in your current relationship. So you can get ahead of your own anniversary reactions and you can let your partner know ahead of time. Hey, I realized this time of year I is typically something that's tough for me, or I, I'm sad around this time. It's not about you. So I, I'm going to preventatively and preemptively get ahead of this and say, if I do snap, please try not to take it personally and just let me know to go do my own work. So I think it helps if you're aware of it. So the other person isn't calling you out because what you have already owned about yourself, another person can't really use it against you. And you're much less likely to have defensiveness like that fourth horse, one of the four horsemen, come up. If you already know it, you, you won't feel criticized, you'll be less likely to be critical and you therefore will not be defensive.
1: Yeah. And just to like drive this home, you're pointing out one of these tips and tricks you wanna let people know about yes. is give your partner a heads up. Once you have this awareness, hey, August is a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Give your partner that heads up. That's mm-hmm. the tip right there. So that you two can be in that place to both of you know, if, <laughs> if you're uh, you know, a little snappy, you can have a little compassion for yourself. Like I'm going through a hard time and maybe include that in like the overall discussion that can happen or your partner can go like, oh, I get why you're snappy. It has nothing to do with me. So I'm not going to take it personally. If anything can remember, oh, I can support you now in this moment, yeah. but you got to use that tip and say, hey, this is what I've now with some insight to myself realized is what's going on. So mm-hmm. please understand this about me, my partner, and please still love me even when I'm snappy because this is what I'm struggling with right now. So yeah. mentioning that. Um one thing that I to kind of um, lay some groundwork for other tips and tricks that I'm thinking about though is to for me when I think about the emotions behind a lot of what baggage entails, the big one I see all the time and that I personally have is fear. Okay. Yep. Fear? What are you talking about? Okay. Biggest you know, fear is the big, big emotion. A lot of times it tends to be some type of like insecurity is how we experience that fear. Either insecurity about ourselves, how we look at ourselves, like, oh, no, our partner doesn't love us or that we're not good enough or something like that. Or insecurity that our partner in some way isn't trustworthy, isn't a safe person, is going to do something wrong. So the, how we think about our partner. All of those are just different fears that we experience as insecurity that in this conversation, we're talking about those actual things. We develop those fears because of previous relationships, not because our partner actually gave us reason to be scared. Mm -hmm. Or just to make a little, little complex is maybe the fear and insecurity has like over time developed a pattern because your partner did do something that touched this. And now we've kind of Packed the wrong bag and labeled it this relationship yes. because we had such negative experiences with our current partner Correct. and forgot that we started packing that bag, not with our partner, but with our previous relationship. Correct. So it can get kind of muddy in that space too. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that again is fear is one of the biggest. I'm even curious if there's anything else you mentioned sadness that that actually can be there. There's the, there's still stuff that can come up in deep, soft emotions. But fear is the big one that I think about when I think about bringing baggages, baggages, bags from um, other relationships and how it can show up um, inside of us with insecurity.
0: Like the person who's, let's say, metaphorically holding the baggage, they're afraid is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, some way there's some kind of fear uh, that I think and just most commonly, I don't want to say this like the only emotion, but the big one is they're somehow afraid yeah. about themselves not being good enough because maybe they were, they learned that from those previous relationships or they were told that maybe mm. even like in a very harsh negative way
0: mm. or
1: because they were burned by past relationships. Now they're afraid that that's going to happen again or is happening in the moment with their yes. current partner. Yes. When I, I really would- that's not happening. It's really just the old wound that's coming up in that fear.
0: Yeah I think deeper than that thank you for clarifying because I think deeper than fear it's like I'm trying to think how I felt when this would happen it was this deep yeah it was deep sadness it it was fear a little bit I would say when this would happen Uh with other relationships because I was still in like an active pattern of dating people who are emotionally avoidant so Uh technically like the fear was inevitable because it was a self-constructed, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. So it's like, oh, I hope this doesn't turn out to be the exact same template I've been dating. No shit, Tali. Of course it was going to be. like uh-huh. That It was a different kind of fear because uh-huh. it's like, I really hope this doesn't fill in the blank or I'm really afraid that this person is like fill in the blank. When it happened for me in a very healthy, secure relationship, which was what this person was asking about, there was this, this deep, like loss of faith in humanity, like this grieving process, it, it moved right to let down sadness, betrayal, not like the kind of betrayal where you want to get back at them, but you're just like broken. Okay. It just felt like this really being like dejected, uh, heartbroken, let down, okay. gosh, I thought I had this great person okay. and look what's happening. And that's where that curiosity comes in. Is like, wait, but what really is happening? Like, let me honor that. That's how I'm feeling in response. I don't want to just brush it off and be like, Uh well, there's no way I could feel that way. This person's amazing. It's not about them. Uh It's about, it was about me Uh and my experience and the story I was creating based on those emotions, having those parallel or near experiences and like psychoanalysis terms, it would be again, like I said, to the day and I'm like, why, what is happening? Right? Uh Like certain health concerns to the literal day, certain conversations to the literal day. And it's almost like the universe or whatever people believe in was patterning or filtering that through as a way to be like, hey, look, you could go through a similar thing and this person's actually still good. Here's a corrective emotional experience for you to master and work through on the other side so you can have a new template that not everyone who does the same thing or you feel similarly about is for the same reason. So I think separate from fear of why we work ourselves up or why we have that reaction, sometimes the emotional response comes secondary, right? Sometimes the fear leads us to do a certain behavior or think a certain thought. And other times we are doing fine. No emotion is negative, right? There's not fear. We have an experience or we filter something as like, wait a second. I felt this. It's like deja vu almost. It's like, wait, I've had this conversation before. Oh fuck. Right. Or, oh crap. I'm going to have this experience where we're about to break up. Right. Or the last time somebody said this to me or brought up a concern about me, the next step was we broke up, we had a fight. So then we get primed and that's where I think the fear response comes in and then we can, you know, fight, fight, flight, or freeze. Do I pick the fight? Do I freeze and not tell them my emotion or do I flee and I'm like I don't want to deal with this. I'd rather avoid this relationship that's healthy ever looking like one that's unhealthy almost to the point that I will eject myself from it so I don't have to deal with just that risk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's where couples can get st- or I guess couples or partners can get stuck. Um yeah. partners I say like if you stay in the relationship partners if you do hit the eject button then you're kind of stuck in this pattern of picking someone and then, because of past relationships, going, oh nope, you're not safe. I'm out. When really, it's like, wait a second, they they were actually a pretty solid human, and it was this other yes. thing going on inside, this baggage. Um, so I think it's important just kind of like lay out some of that emotional landscape. We could probably dive more into it, but I also like the idea of like, okay, great, so that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. How do you actually deal with this? How do you repack this baggage? And when this is going on in your relationship? How do you make some shifts? Mary um, mentioned a couple ideas
0: I think Pat with the two ideas in mind of having done your own work we always mm-hmm. highlight and I, well, I try not to use the word always and never but this is a time where it really does it is always, I always so make the recommendation to do your own inner work despite like if you're in a relationship or you're trying to get in one like it's good to do all around and continue to do that that foundation plus the verbalization either to yourself, to your journal, to your therapist of what the process is that's happening. Then you can talk to your partner. Let's, let's go with the example. You're in the healthy relationship. Previous stuff from pre- unhealthy or toxic relationships is coming up. You're having this reaction, whether it's an anniversary reaction or a near experience, how you word it to your partner can look like there's something I want to share with you right? Really lowering their defenses because it truly is not about them. Something I would like you to know about me is something I'm currently feeling in my own body, in my own brain. I had to do this just this morning with my partner is I I'm having a reaction. I don't quite know where it's coming from. And I'd really love some time or space. Cause I had like a reaction at him and he was curious. I'm like, I'm not ready to put words on it yet. I need some space to sit through why this is really coming up for me. Can I have, can I have some psychic space or mental space to do that? And I left and went to the gym. And then we talked a little after and I explained what had happened and he goes, okay, that makes sense. No conflict. Right. Because I, well, I've obviously had a lot of practice, but in the beginning, it was still uncomfortable to have to voice that, but I'm glad I, it's the taking ownership when you verbalize it to your partner, I'm having an experience when I, and we've talked about this too, when I experienced blank, I felt blank. And the story I made up in my head was blank, right? Uh When I experienced you doing whatever it was, or when I experienced like saying the behavior, like Uh uh, being, you being distracted or Uh feeling like I was in a conversation with somebody who wasn't all there, Uh I felt deprioritized. I felt scared. Uh I felt unimportant. And the story I made up in my head was the same pattern that I had with my ex is happening again, Uh, my childhood wounds are being pushed on, whatever, however more eloquently I worded it this morning, Uh that allowed for my partner to join with me in my perspective and not see it as a fault of his because it's not, it's a behavior I happen to have a very strong reaction to from my childhood plus my previous relationship partners. And I do know myself well enough and we are very serious that that's the point where we're spending the rest of our lives with each other you do need to know this about me, right? Mm-hmm. And when people are in long-term relationships and marriages, if you know this about yourself and you know it to be true more often than not, those are things to really highlight with your partner and let them know I'm doing the work around this pattern. It's probably not going anywhere. Like it's not baggage level. It's in my carry-on though. It's gonna be with us on this flight, right? The <laughs> flight being the relationship. Yep. So I would really love it if you you know handle with care. And I think that's where you can transition. It's how you say it to your partner is one intervention. And then you get to categorize with your partner what comes on your carry-on, right? What's the lighter version of baggage that you've processed and repacked that needs to be handled with care? There are going to be some things that you've gone through that they need some gentle holding while you're still really working on healing them. The more times you bring it up to your partner and have a reparative experience that isn't like the toxic or unhealthy relationship, the more your brain rewires, oh, this is not our pattern anymore. I have five pieces of evidence. We're, we're five five um, occurrences away from that previous old person. I now believe, I now trust, this is my new standard, right? And that's what I had said to this person. It's like if you were reading Harry Potter, And you switch books and you're like six books in and you start reading Lord of the Rings. And you're like, well, where's Harry and Hermione? The whole new book. Like you can't expect those same characters in a different book. It's easy. I like metaphors and analogies, obviously. That helped that person be like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And it was trippy because she's like, how did you know I was reading Harry Potter? And I was like, random guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Because who's not at all times reading Harry Potter after all? no. (laughs) I think three... Three things from what you're saying. First are like, just to again, highlight what the tips and tricks are. Yes. One is you're giving from your personal example, asking for some time. When you notice a, a reaction come up from something going on in your relationship and it, it you, you start getting a sense like, wait a second, this may not be about us. This could be this baggage thing again from our earlier tip and trick, like paying attention to that asking for some time, going, oh, I I don't want to react to this and make it about us. I need to understand myself a little bit more. So that's that's going to be a really key thing when you're repacking after you've identified that these baggage points are there that you go, ooh, I need to make sure I get some distance and not make it about my current relationship. I need to sit there and own and, and understand myself deeply.
0: Mm-hmm. And the second
1: thing you're saying is once you've done that, the next trick is to then Softly bring your partner in and turn to your partner the way I always say this all the time is turn to your partner, reach out for comfort and soothing. So instead of going on the attack and saying all the all the negative stuff about what your partner did that brought this, this weight of the baggage into your heart, instead reaching out and going, ooh, this is a me thing. I'm having this fear or I'm a little insecure about this. This is what's happening for me. Can you be here with me? Can you sit with me in this difficulty? Can you hear my experience and just understand what's going on for me? Um, And then what's really cool, the third, so that's the second tip and trick is reaching out for comfort and soothing in these moments. The third thing isn't really a tip and trick. It's more to comment what you're saying about if you do these things over and over again, and not necessarily like 20% of the times, but a few times, you, this, that's what you're going to start relearning and having that new experience with your current partner that is there for you, that is a safe haven, that is someone as you build this bond together. And that's when you realize, oh my gosh, this baggage is, is completely repacked. It doesn't even come up anymore. Or with the analogy again, going like, wait, this top, that i've been carrying around forever that's kind of ratty i realized i never wear this i never need this top anymore Ever. because my relationship is so good like this is not a thing that i need or that I, it's time to throw it away and then you realize wait a second you don't really have this like leftover baggage anymore you only have the good tops that you've been using with your current relationship yeah. that really does happen with all these correction experiences mm-hmm. when you put in some of these tips and tricks and start having these bonding moments in your relationship.
0: Absolutely, and to your point about fear, Mm -hmm. I think we often rob ourselves of the opportunity, and I'll talk about a couple of reasons why I think, and I'd love to hear yours as well. Mm -hmm. We rob ourselves of the opportunity to have those deeply vulnerable conversations with a new partner who is healthy in part because perhaps we tried it previously and it didn't work and it wasn't successful, we were never taught or never modeled how to have those kinds of conversations. And there is a deep fear. What if I'm not accepted, right? What if I do bring this up gently? I follow what Ryan and Talia say. I do the things. I'm, in, I'm doing my own work, but I have the prep work, right? And what if they don't take it as well as I thought? That's another wonderful opportunity to not filter it as this is negative, I failed, et cetera. Think about the positive of, you just did a brand new thing. It may be brand new for your relationship. We don't always nail it the first time. And your partner doesn't have maybe the same script or same skills either. It's a learning and growth opportunity and flexes that assertiveness muscle to bring it up in a genuine way. And a lot of the couples I work with, I think you as well, um, experience kind of that insecure, secure attachment style or the dance of the two insecure styles kind of being in collision that when we give our partner the opportunity to learn us in a different way or speak to us in a different way, and it's successful, even if it's clunky at first and it's successful, Mm -hmm. one way to do that is how would you approach this conversation if you weren't afraid of the breakup, if Mm -hmm. you weren't afraid of divorce, if you weren't afraid of how they're going to view you after being mindful of using, you know, self-respect based Mm -hmm. communication, how would you go into that conversation and approach it. And many people I've worked with are like, oh, I would say this. And I'm like, you have the answer, mm-hmm. right? It's the emotion and thought understandably that get in the way of you embodying that. What if for one time you embody, act as if, right? That skill show up as that version of you that could say that and brace yourself for impact, what your partner's gonna say and they say it and they're like, it literally wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, no, I'm right. fine. And I'm like, yes, you have to believe in yourself first. Right. And that's what I think therapy can really help with encouraging people to have different perspectives, to believe in themselves, to give themselves and their relationship a chance they may not have given rightfully so if it's an unhealthy one, they may not have given a previous relationship, but you don't always need to keep yourself so walled up and protected. It's okay when it is healthy and safe and you have all these markers of, this is a good relationship to soften into. You gotta let those old patterns go of the defensiveness and keeping it in because at one time it may not have been safe to share. And now you don't wanna rob this new wonderful person of the opportunity to learn this thing about you to have an even better relationship. Like Mm -hmm. if you frame it that way, people are like, wait a second, I want that.
1: Yeah. And I think an important piece that you're, that is underlying what you're saying has to do with the vulnerability of of sharing these fears and these insecurities because it really is that vulnerable. And as what you've mentioned is there's high likelihood that maybe, you know, a partner tried to share some of these things vulnerably, either in a past relationship, which is where the baggage came from, or I think it's also something to pay attention to that you might be in your current great relationship and have tried to share vulnerably and it didn't go so well with your current partner, but not for the same reason as why it was with your past partner. Correct. It could, that's where, like you're saying, it could be clunky at first, or maybe your current partner doesn't really understand what you're doing, doesn't fully get it. And they also just need to like attune a little bit and just kind of learn and not like in a oh no they're off it's like they just didn't know it's a new thing right um that's where i have seen couples in say like long term relationships can let old baggage turn into baggage that they've like mislabeled as this is between me and my current partner it's yes, yes. they had some shit go down in their past yes and then they're in a relationship where there is strong love and there is a good bond, but maybe they tried sharing vulnerably or tried talking about this in a clunky way, cause it's hard. And the initial response in the relationship wasn't fantastic because these are sometimes hard things to talk about. And then got immediately able to like, nope, can't talk about this with my current partner. Mm-hmm. And then every time like that happens, instead of going into that vulnerability of fear, Oftentimes, stuff comes out as frustration or anger. Boom, sure. and then actually, the current relationship, which at its foundation has deep love and connection, ends up having this like negative cycle in it because that vulnerability and some of those fears got missed in the discussions. And of course, now both partners are like, "Ugh, we're stuck with our disconnect now and our baggage." But actually. It all stemmed not from the current relationship. It came from this past BS. Mm -hmm. It was just really hard to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I don't know how to call that a tip or trick outside of like understanding that that can happen. The way to shift that is what you're talking about is understanding that, hey, giving some, some grace to each other. I always say, be gentle with yourselves and each other of when we're trying this new thing, it is vulnerable, not just for the person sharing maybe those insecurities and fears, but also for the person really trying to hard, hard to do something new, you know, to really sit and listen and, and be in that space or, you know, a classic is instead of just trying to problem solve, maybe just sit in that fear and discomfort with your partner who, who's, who's being really vulnerable. So just acknowledging that and trying to have that grace. Yes. Um, I'm going to piggyback this on that ramble into another specific dip and trick, which is it, t- once you can acknowledge that it's vulnerable, talk about the fear the insecurity or whatever is underneath that vulnerability and label it. Say, like, hey, this is really vulnerable for me to share. It's really scary for me to even share that I'm scared. Break it down mm-hmm. because if, I'm telling every couple if you turn to your partner and acknowledge you're vulnerable, and actually sit in that instead of turning and being frustrated and angry and just like demanding to be heard, most of the time, your partner's gonna really respond to, oh, you're vulnerable, this is hard for you, I'm here with you. As opposed to, oh, you're frustrated and angry, now it's just, uh, it's, it's just gonna be um, a disconnect fight of, well, I, I, don't want, I don't wanna hear me getting blamed for shit, that's not about me. Right. Um, So acknowledging it's vulnerable, slowing it down as always and saying, hey, this is hard. This is scary. Can you sit with me and how difficult this is?
0: And I want, I made a note because my brain was like, you cannot forget this. Mm -hmm. The dynamic experience of when we bring our self-awareness and our own like self-experience into the relationship being mindful of the stereotypes, the constructs, the expectations or assumptions that we have about our partner, right? If, and this, this can be as nuanced as if it's a heteronormative relationship, what do I expect about men versus women? If it's a non-traditional relationship, what do I expect about my primary partner versus my second? Right? We're talking like any any dynamic or any way you're in a relationship, what are the expectations, assumptions or beliefs you hold about your specific partner and about the traits or qualities that make them up, right? Their, uh-huh. their culture, their sexuality, their ge- whatever it looks like, do, are you operating on some biases, right? Uh-huh. And I see this a lot with my heteronormative couples where there's this expectation that men don't have feelings. So uh-huh. the way in which this self-awareness is delivered is uh-huh. maybe not as gentle, Maybe a little colder, maybe a little kind of a jab to try and see if I can elicit emotion out of him because he's so cold and uncaring. Uh And I want to highlight that checking those biases and creating a new template, again, with Uh your partner, how do they like to be interacted with? as a specific person aside from all of those biases and assumptions, right? Uh-huh. If I didn't assume, if I assumed the best of everyone, that men are very deeply thinking creatures, that they have feelings which you do and they aren't, right? Like uh-huh. if I go at it from that perspective, how much softer and gentler and vulnerable am I going to appear and feel when I deliver that information versus and this is a learned skill, right? I'm not saying uh-huh. this should be perfect the fir- perfect the first time. And similarly when men bring up something in a relationship right or the or the typical partner that we have that's the colder one the one that is more unemotional it just stereotypically it happens to be painted as men how are we how can we be gentle recipients of that information if again just the dude comes up and is like hey there's something i really want to share with you as women and i've seen this come up more we say that we want somebody who is vulnerable and emotional, et cetera, but sometimes we don't know how to handle it when our male partner comes to us like that. And that is sometimes that can be a collision of like you, the last time I tried to be vulnerable with you, you laughed or you Uh shut it down or you disagreed or sometimes it's out of the recipient's defensiveness. It's uncomfortable. We never thought we'd see the day and we're freaking out because we're like, Oh my God, this is so cool. But like, wait, you told me this really serious thing. Hold on. Let me like focus on what you said check yourself on how you can be the best giver or receiver of this type of vulnerability far beyond any expectations or assumptions you currently hold about your partner. Like give them a chance, right? They may be what you assume of them. They may not be. It's a 50-50 shot. And I would recommend people err on the side of caution and give the benefit of the doubt that this person may be really wanting to hear what you have to say. And they really want to share with you How can you be the best recipient of their vulnerability in a non-shaming, non-blaming, non-judgmental way of like, no, you don't feel that way. They're like, okay, well then goodbye of me ever telling you how I feel again, if you're going to shut it down.
1: Yeah. So basically, first of all, check yourself to see, are you hanging out with Harry or Frodo? Yes. And then also when they turn to you and actually share something, um, you know, don't be the dog that caught the car and not know what to do with it. Pay attention and be like, oh, you, you know, be maybe, I mean, this, listening to this podcast gives you the opportunity to think ahead of time. How do you want to respond to Harry or Frodo when they reach out to you in a constructive way that encourages more of that? Doesn't mean you have to be perfect at it. It's a hard thing no. to do, but in some way being intentional to say, cool, I'm going to encourage more of this. Because um, one thing that I do see in my office all the time, and obviously this is like with couples who have kind of gone down the disconnect road for a while. Um... A partner longing for that vulnerability from their significant other, once they get it, will actually feel frustrated and annoyed. It's like, see, you can do it. How come you don't do it more often? Or how come you do it before? Why don't you, why do you only do this in session? It's like, oh my gosh, like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Well,
0: think it. You can, yeah. nobody's going to police your, yeah, that's true. Nobody's going to police your thoughts. Yeah. Most of them are not illegal. Don't yeah. ever ask for them if they <laughs> are, but When you have that experience, notice it in yourself. Again, self-awareness. Oh my God, this moment is happening. Same things parents with teenagers, when they finally want to hang out at the house and the parents are like, what? You never, I'm like, they're never going to want to hang out with you again. If you make a big deal out of it, just let them sit on the couch. It's like a rescue dog. The first time they cuddle up to you and don't growl, just be cool. Like cool with the dog, like be cool with your partner sharing this and be like, thank you. Right. What you appreciate appreciates. Thank you so much for being vulnerable. You can call out everything you're thinking of. They never, they only do blah, blah, blah. blah. What is the behavior they're doing? That they only do in the office. That they only do at these times. Verbalize it. I so appreciate you sharing your vulnerability with me. Thank you. I will keep it safe. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you need from me? You don't have to answer now. Whenever you think of it, I'd love to hear it. Boom,
1: boom. There's there's your tip and trick. Share the appreciation. Um, some of my language, like, "Hey, I really appreciate you, you know, opening up to me and letting me know. I feel really special. I can really feel you trust me. I feel so close to you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And I would, I would want to do whatever I did to hear that.
1: Yeah, exactly. That'd that'd be so grand. Um, so that's the, the antidote to what we're saying is like, share that appreciation, go there. Um, any other tips and tricks that come to mind before we wrap up session about how to actually repack this baggage and what partners can do in these moments um, of fear, these insecurities, or when they notice, ooh, I'm getting that reaction. Before. Yeah, uh,
0: check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like, <laughs> check to make sure that it's truly your baggage. And again, using this airline analogy, let's say you lost your baggage. Yeah. right your 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 bag did not make the flight to the new relationship and yeah. it's somewhere across the country and the airline's like don't worry we got it we'll mail it to you kind <laughs> of you get some clothes in the meantime and then you finally get it shipped you're like that is not my suitcase yeah. but then if, after a while if you can't find the other one you're like this could be like it's not yeah. so far off right like make sure it's the appropriate bag make sure mm-hmm. it is your suitcase that you are unpacking This also goes for don't go in on your partner's clothes and try and repack their suitcase because they might not know, Uh but they don't see themselves from the perspective you see them, Uh nor do you see yourself from the perspective that they see you. Uh So keeping the baggage, right? Separate the, what is it? The delicates from the heavy clothes, the darks from the lights. I mean, nobody really separates the laundry anyway. Things seem to turn out fine, but making sure you're being mindful of, is this old relationship me? The best question to ask yourself that I will share like final bit of advice. Have I experienced this before? When you have such an overwhelming thought or feeling or embodiment, like physical somatic experience, take a breath. Literally just one is all I ask. Take one breath and ask, have I experienced this before? And get quiet with yourself and really give yourself an opportunity to do some calculations and schematics in your brain of your past And then be like, oh, wait a second. I know I have. And that's where, to bring it full circle, the journaling, the self-awareness, all of those other bits of evidence you leave for yourself come in handy to really help you discern how long has this pattern existed? And if it's not one of those things and it's truly new to your new healthy relationship and there's that feeling coming up of like, don't love that, still give yourself a chance. Do some inner work before you deliver it to your partner and give them a, an actionable task, right? Hey, want to get ahead of this? Because I'm already not liking this. And I sat with it for a little bit of time to really make sure it was an us thing that I could bring up. Could we do this instead of this? And if you can't think of an alternative when you offer it, be in um, kind of that union with your partner of, I'd love to come up with a different solution. Can we talk about this or have kind of an ongoing chat till we arrive at something that can work for, for me, for the relationship, what have you right that's
1: what I would that actually goes to my last little tip and trick of if all of these themes these other tips that we have is then also consider so great go with teamwork with your partner have an inviting conversation because if you can talk about these things but do it like collaboratively and as a team to look at these and be curious together that's a great way to approach these themes so it's not Either one of you having to navigate this alone or in opposition to the other. It's about, hey, let's just sit here together and kind of think and feel about this and figure it out. And then that in and of itself, that teamwork experience of looking at some of these, these, these bags and going, wait, is this for us or is this from the past or what's going on? And then that collaboration will be bonding in and of itself. So just taking a team, teamwork mind frame into these discussions I think are really useful so yes very nice if
0: you have trouble doing that call us and we will help you
1: <laughs> always that's what we do I mean honestly that's I we mean, think about couples therapy we are helping couples repack their bags so thank you everyone for listening if you have questions for us or you want us to answer a relationship question on the show shoot us an email and Talia at com.
0: And you can also message in for my weekly Q and A's. I do them every, I I do them with regular cadence. Just follow me on Instagram at Talia Bombola, and I will answer whatever questions quickly, or we will bring them in. If you have um, a podcast length question um, or episode, let us know.
1: Yep. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening.